Today's daf is Nedarim daf Samach Dalad. We are beginning the ninth parakel of Meseches Nedarim, and uh, today we're going to discuss. Well, this entire parak is going to discuss the idea of a Pesach of Nedarim, and specifically, we're going to dis- to discuss today whether we are Pesach covered of the emo that if you tell a person, had you known that this would uh, be a lack of uh, would reflect poorly on your parents, would you have taken this neder? Whether that's a valid a valid Pesach, and also whether we're poschin benolad, whether we can uh, raise as a Pesach something that doesn't yet exist at the time of the neder, but just came up afterwards after the neder. Then the, the Gemara is going to have a machlokas what the Mishnah means when it says that if you were able to be Pesach. Covered, uh, makom, then ain nidarim. Then there would be no nidarim. What does that mean? That if we were able to say that covered makom would be a reason to be pasach neder, that there would be ain nidarim. Then on Amidbeis, the Gemara is going to quote the source for the shita that were poschen benolad. What the shita that says ain poschen benolad would do with that source, and that's going to lead us into the discussion of something that we had all the way back at the beginning of the Masechta of the arba chashuvin kemesim, the four people that even in their lifetimes are considered like Mason. But just as a basic introduction to the topic of this parak, the topic of being Poseach, a neder, the Torah says, Ish or neder, when a person takes a neder, the Torah says, say, Lo yachel dvaro. He's not allowed to be mechalel dvaro. So what does it mean to be mechalel dvaro? It means he's not allowed to make his dvarim chulin. And the Chazal Darshan, the Chagiga Davyud, Lo yachel dvaro, who ain't no mochel, avalacherim mochelo. Means he's not allowed to violate his neder, but Chazal Darshan, avalacherim mochelo. He can't be mochel and make his own neder chul and make his own neder no longer binding, but other people can come along and turn his neder, his otherwise valid binding neder, into something that's no longer valid and no longer binding. So if someone has charata on his neder and he finds some sort of pesach for his neder, some sort of uh, reason that if he would have known, if he would have thought of at the time that he took the neder he never would have taken the neder he can go either to a chacham or if there's no chacham to shlosha hediotos to three regular people who can form a basin for this purpose and be matir and they can be matir's neder and then uh, the neder is no longer going to be mind, to be binding but if he can't think of any pesach if he can't think of anything that had he known at the time of his neder he wasn't going to take the neder so the basin or the chacham is poschin lo. What does that mean? They start discussing it with him. They start trying to find some sort of Pesach. They come up with ideas. Had you thought of this, would you have taken the neder? Had you thought of that, would you have taken the neder? And then once they hit on something, once they come up with something, that he responds in the affirmative, that yes, had I thought of that, I would not have taken the neder, then uh, we can be posach the neder for him through the basin or the chacham. And the reason is that, that through the Pesach we see the, we, we look at the neder as if the whole neder was betaus, that the neder is viewed as if it was taken on a uh, mistaken premise, because he's moda right now, that had he realized this at the time of the neder, then he never would have uh, would have taken the neder. So that is the topic of this parak. The topic of this parak is a Pesach. What is a valid Pesach, and what is an invalid Pesach in terms of undoing a, an existing neder? So says the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar Omer, poschim la'adam bekavod avivi you could be posach for a person in neder simply by bringing up the lack of 
kavod it is to his parents that he has a neder. Why is it a lack of kavod to his parents? So the Ran has two explanations. First, he says in the third line, Kedamrin, and the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, the Karul Rashiya Bar Tzadika, Rashiya Bar Rashiya, Kluma Yusa. No, there we can tell him, have you realized that even though your parents have done nothing wrong and they are perfectly righteous people, but because you're a Russia who takes Nadarim, everyone's going to assume that they are Rishayim as well. So uh, would you have taken such a neder? That's Poschim Kavod Avimo. The other possibility is that everyone's going to draw the natural conclusion. Where did this kid learn to take Nadarim? It must be that he learned it from his parents, that that's an appropriate behavior, that a person should be so impetuous that he, uh, he takes Nadarim whenever he gets upset about something or whenever he gets anxious about something. So he must have learned it from his parents, and that obviously will reflect poorly on his parents. So what the Gemara says at the end of Masech HaSukkah, Shusa Dianuka, when a child says something, when a child uh, speaks something uh, in the shuk, you know it's odavodime. You know that it comes from either his father or his mother, and that's why the uh, we read in one of the kinos yesterday about the uh, mishmar of Miriam Bas Bilga that her, uh, that 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 the, that the whole mishmar was punished because of the actions of one girl that she went and she was and she was uh, hitting the mizbeach and yelling at the mizbeach. So the entire mishmar was punished. Why? Because we assume that it didn't just come from nowhere. That if a child does something that comes from the parents, specifically when it comes to the way one speaks. That's how Chazal applied in Masech HaSukkah, specifically when it comes to the way that one speaks. So by Nadarim, if a person learns to take Nadarim, it must have come from the parents, because we assume that one's speech patterns follow closely those speech patterns of the parents. So I often point out that... Um, that was before the age of television. Um, now one can assume that if the child's speech patterns are uh, somewhat, uh, you know, disrespectful or whatever, probably doesn't come from the parents. Probably comes from the uh, from the television or whatever uh, whatever shows they uh, the child watches. But it's what the kids normally hear. So the Gemara always assumes that it comes from the parents. Anyway, so poskin ladam covered of the emo. That's the sheet of the Tanaka, That's the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. The Chachamim Osrin and the Chacham say no, you can't. Posach covered of the emo is not a valid. Pesach to say, had you known that it would have been embarrassing to your father or mother, would you have taken this uh, this neder? There is going to be a machlokas, Abayi and Rav and the Gemara, why the Chacham think it's not a valid Pesach. Abayi says the reason is that we're choshesh, that the guy's going to lie to Bezdin, because he's going to be embarrassed. We're going to say, had you realized that this would embarrass your parents, that this would reflect poorly on your parents, would you still have taken the neder? So what's he going to say? He's going to look like such a jerk if he says that, uh, that yeah, I would have done it anyway, I don't care about my parents. So he's going to lie. He's going to say that I I never would have taken the nether had I realized that it would reflect, it would reflect poorly on my parents. And therefore, that, that's, uh, that's Abayi's understanding. Rava says the reason uh, that, uh, that, that for the Chacham saying that we cannot be posach covered of the emo is that we're afraid that everyone's going to just try to be matin and dharm on their own. Because they're going to say, what kind of Pesach do you need? Not really much. All you need to think of is covered uh, of the emo. So I don't need a Chacham to help me think of that. I don't need a Bezin to help me think of that. I could do that on my own. So it's no problem. I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't need a base and I don't need a chacham, and he'll try to be posach all by himself, and that's halachically invalid. You need a chacham, you need a basin. That's the machlokas we're going to have in the Gemara. So when when uh, the Bartanura explains our Mishnah, the Bartanura says v'chachamimosim and just explains shita sabaye. Doesn't even mention Rav explains, and the reason why the chachams say that you can't be posach covered of the emo is because we're afraid the person is going to lie and it's not going to be. We're going to think we have valid pesach when we when we really don't, and it's 
troubling enough that the Bartanura does that, that he only mentions Abaye. The Tur in your day in Simon Reish Chavches, the Tur says, Ve'ein poschen bekavrav ve'ima lomar, ilia data sheyomel avichol imecha ru'u gedolim shegidaltem, kama bincham kal, benedarim, benimtseis mezalzal bekvar avicha ve'imecha, she'eno chatzof lomar, shaloa yenimna b'shvil kach. He says that, uh, to, that, that uh, we cannot be posech with the idea that would you have taken this nether and you realize what people are going to say about your parents as a result of the nether. Why? He doesn't have the chutzpah to say that he would have taken it anyway, even if the reality is that he would have taken it anyway. In other words, shitas abaye, that all of the, the, the Bartanurim being mefarish the Mishnah and the Turin halacha quotes shitas abaye and not shitas rava. So Beis Yosef and Tosiyantif, the commentators, uh, the expected commentators on each, Tosiyantif on the Bartanur and the Beis Yosef on the, uh, the tour, point out that generally speaking, Abai Rava, Alacha Karava, Chutzmi Al Kigan, there are only six examples where we paskin like Abaye. So how could it be that the tour just quotes uh, the, uh, the Shita of Rava over here and uh, the Shita of Abaye over here and doesn't even mention the Shita of Rava? This is, one of the, this is not one of the Al Kigan, so why would they quote the Shita of Abaye? So they suggest that when we say Halacha is like Rava, except for the Al Kigan, that's when they're arguing about a Halacha, where Rava says, Asar Abaye says, Mutter, something like that, where they're arguing the Halacha. Over here, there's no argument what the Halacha is. It's Machlokas in the Mishnah. Rebbe Lazar says, Poschen B'Kavar of the Imo. The Chams say, We're not Poschen B'Kavar of the Imo. They're arguing why. They're arguing what the reason for the Shita of the Chacham is. That has no bearing on the Halacha whatsoever. So for that, we could Poschen like Abaye, we can mention, not even Poschen like, the other words Poschen like don't even make sense, because it's not Poschening. We mentioned the reasoning of Abaye the first reason mentioned in the Gemara rather than mentioning the reason of Rava. That's if there's no nafkamina between them. But the Chassam Sofer says L'chora, there is a nafkamina between them. And then uh, that, that, that gets us back into trouble again because the Chassam Sofer points out, what if B'diyeved they were posach bekavod of v'imo? Is the neder still binding? Meaning the Chassam say you're not allowed to be posach bekavod of v'imo. L'chora, according to Abaye, that the concern is the guy's going to lie and he's going to say, oh, I never would have taken the nether, I realized how poorly it would reflect on my parents, but really he would have taken the nether, so the whole Pesach is invalid, and if we are Pesach of the emo, it's even B'diyavet, it doesn't work. But according to Rava, the whole reason we're not Pesach of the emo is because we're concerned that one day he might do the same without going to a Chacham, without going to a Beisden. Yeah, one day he might, but right now, the Beisden, the Chacham, was Pesach of the emo. So right now, this Pesach should work B'diyavet, so Lechora, that's a major nafkamina between Abaye and Rava. So to just quote Shitas Abaye without mentioning Shitas Rava is all the more troubling if there is a real nafkamina lahalacha between them. Or if a person, another nafkamina some sofer suggests, a person comes on his own to Beisdin and says he wants uh, them to be posech his neder because he heard that his, it's embarrassing his parents. So according to Abaye, Lechora, no, we could be posech covered of the emo in that case. Because the whole concern was that he might lie when, when, when called out on it. Would you have done this and you realize it would embarrass your parents? But if we didn't confront him on it and he himself 
thought of it and said, now I didn't realize what kind of, it was sort of embarrassment caused my parents, Lechara would be a valid Pesach. Whereas according to Rava, in that case, it wouldn't be a valid Pesach. So you see, at Nafkaminah's La'alacha between Abayi and Rava. So that's, uh, that's Taka a problem. Why it is that they all quote the Shita of Abaye when Lechara there, Nafkaminah's La'alacha, we should be quoting the Shita of Rava. Now everyone passes the Torah, the Shulchan Aruch, Paskin like the Chacham over here, that we're not Pesach B'Kavar of the Imo. It is a bit of a, of, of, of a problem that the Rambam doesn't mention this din, that we're not Pesach B'Kavar Aviv. The Achronim wonder why the Rambam would have, would have left this, uh, this din out. So they work on that problem, that the Rambam doesn't even mention this idea that, uh, that we, we're not Pesach B'Kavar of the Imo. Amr Rabbi Tzaddik, back in the Mishnah, that instead of being posech b'kavod of the imo, why aren't we posech b'kavod amakom? Meaning we should tell them, had you realized that this was a busha to the ribona shalolam, that you're taking the darm like this, that anyone who's known there's kilu banabama, anyone who's mekaymos, kilu makrava, karbanos, so would you have taken an eder, knowing what, what sort of uh, bizayin this is, to the ribona shalolam? So we should be, if we covered of the imo works, covered amakom should work as well. So he said, no, no, imkain ain nidarim. If that were the case, then ain nidarim. Then there would be no nidarim. So we're going to have a discussion in the Gemara that machloksa by Rav is really machlok is what ain nidarim means, what imkain ain nidarim. We'll see soon what that, uh, what that, what that means. So modim chacham l'rabelazer b'davr shebeino levein avivimo sheposkla b'kavod avivimo. However, even the chachamim who think that we're not allowed to be posach b'kavod avivimo, that they would say that's true when it comes to regular nedarim. But if it's a nedar about avivimo, if it's a nedar that relates to one's relationship with avivimo, then everyone would agree that. Um, that we could be poseach bekavod uh, of the emo. That, uh, that, that everyone uh, would agree one is allowed to be poseach bekavod of the emo. The Ran over here writes that uh, if, in, in Dibra Maskalom Alom Kenei Nedarim, Umiyu Nihidim Askin and Hacha Dein Postin bekavod amakom, Dafka bekavod amakom hu Dein Postin. The Ran says even though our Mishnah seems to conclude that we cannot be poseach bekavod amakom, you can't be poseach neder by saying, had you realized it's a bizarre to the Ribonishlam, yet that. That's if you say it in that kind of way, the Kavanah Makom as a general idea. But if you get more specific and you say about a specific mitzvah, had you realized that this neder might, uh, might stare a certain mitzvah, a particular mitzvah, even though every mitzvah is really Kavanah Makom, then we can be Poseach. Uh, the the, um, the, uh, the, the goes on to say... Um, uh, that that uh, uh, we could say about a pasuk in the Torah. You realize that this is a violation of of not hating your fellow Jew, which I guess is dafiyomi coincidence. That's what we need to be working on after Tishbab. of not hating your fellow Jew. Would you have taken this neder? Because people don't take a single mitzvah as seriously as they take the broad concept of Kavanah Makam. You can say to people that are not that religious, do you respect God? If I respect God, of course I respect God. But what do you mean? God asks you to do 613 mitzvahs. They don't think it through in that way. They think of a mitzvah as separate from, uh, from a broad uh, you know, cover of, of the Ribbon Shalom. <laughs> 
It says that no one would lie about that. People would lie about Kavad HaMakom. If we'd say, had you realized this was a Bizayin to the Makom, they would say, uh, I never would have taken the nether because they don't want to say that I don't care about Kavad HaMakom. But they don't mind saying, I don't care about Lassus Nesachicha. That people are perfectly happy saying. But then the Ran quotes something a little surprising. He quotes, Yerushalmi, Hakol Modim Bekavod Rabo, She'eno Mamid, Ditanina Numor Rab Kamor Shemayim, Hilkachin Postenbon. That everyone would agree that covered Rabo is a din of covered Amakom in this way. That if they would tell the guy, even though we pass in that ain't Postenbon be covered of Vimo, when it comes to father and mother, that uh, that's the, we cannot be Postech, we cannot be Postech be covered of Vimo, but it's Machlokas between Rablazar and the Chamim. But when it comes to covered Amakom, everyone would agree that that you can't be Postech be covered Amakom. Says the Yushalmi, covered Rabbos like covered Amakom. That everyone would agree you can't be Postech be covered Rabbo. Because no one would ever have the chutzpah to say that they would have taken the nether, even if they would have realized that it's a bizayon to their rebbe. No one would ever, would ever, would ever say that. They would rather lie than say that they would take the nether, even though it's a bizayon to the rebbe. Because the covet of a rebbe is like the covet of makom. So the, uh, the the Ran quotes this from the Yishalmi, but all the Achronim say, well, wait a second. The covet of the reason that covet that ain't poskim covet rabbi is because covet of rebbe is equated to covet ashchina. It's a gemara in kiddush and that covet of a vi- Imo is also equated to Kavad Ashkina. The, uh, the, the Gemara says, Mora Aveim is Hukshu le Kavad Amakum le Morao. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, has many Mamarim in Mesechus Kiddushin about this. That Kodesh Baruch Hu says that when your person is Machabit of the Imo, I make a Kilu, Kilu Darbeneim, as if I live amongst them. And when a person is not Machabit of the Imo, I want to remove my Shkina from them. And when anyone uh, honors the, the Gimel Shutfin Yeshvadim, Ba'adam Avivi Imo and Baruch Hu. There are all these ideas of Kavod Avivi Aim being similar to Kavod HaMakam. So the Sefer Tiferet Sion says, no, when the Gemara Kiddushin compares Kavod Avivi Imo to Kavod HaMakam, that's only with regard to the Chashivus of the Mitzvah. But as far as the Onesh, as far as the punishment one gets, for uh, for violating the mitzvah, there's definitely a difference between kavod amakom and kavod aviv. But what the Yerushalmi is being mechadish and the Ran is quoting over here is that by kavod rabo, even the onesh is as chamur as kavod amakom. Where does he get this from? From an avos rabbi Nassan. The avos rabbi Nassan writes parach of zayin minayin shekavod rabo yechavvalav kikvot shemayim shnemer vayan Yoshua benun mesharis Moshe mibachura vayomer adoni Moshe klaim that when Yoshua thought that people were disrespecting Moshe Rabbeinu. They were. When Yeshua called them out for disrespecting Moshe Rabbeinu, he says they should be wiped off. They should be totally destroyed. They should be completely obliterated. And that is the Onesh. That's an Onesh that, that one would normally expect for lack of Kavad makom. So apparently Kavad Rabo is the equivalent of Kavad makom, even in terms of the Onesh that, that we apply to, uh, to Kavad Rabo. Then the, the, um, the, the mission had said that even the Cham Ramoda, that when it's a nether between uh, when it's a nether that relates to Aviv V'imo, then even the Chacham Ramoda that we could be Poseach B'Kavod Aviv V'imo. So the Ran writes, what does that mean in nether that relates to Aviv V'imo? So it says the Ran, a person is 
madir aviv mehana aso. That he takes a nether that his father should not be able to get hana'a from him. So the Yerushalmi discusses how could be, that be the case? If a person answers his hana'a his father, the halacha is kofnos alazanus aviv. If a child has money and a parent does not, the halacha is we're allowed to be kofa the child to support the parent. That's a mitzvah that he has, that it's an obligation that he has. So how could a person ever take a nether that his father is not allowed to get hana'a from him? One of the ABCs of nedarim is you can't take a nether on something that you're already meshubah to do, on something that you're already obligated to do. So if he has a shibu toward his father, he shouldn't be able to take a nether on, uh, on his father. So, so that's why uh, the, the Ran suggests that, uh, that, that maybe so that, that we talk about that he answers himself to get hana from, from his father. That's what it means, that there's something between. That's what the Yushalmi says. That's what, what, what it means when we say there's something between him and his, and, and his father. And the Yushalmi sounds that, it's, that that's the maskana, that a person cannot take a neder, no neder that a father cannot get hana from him would be, uh, would be permissible. You're not allowed to take such a neder because he already has a shibud. And therefore, when we talk about nedarim between a, a parent and child, the child and a parent, is it must be that the child is saying he's not going to get Hana from his parents, not that he's not going to give Hana to his parents. However, it's interesting that in the Torah, in the Shulchan Aruch, they quote the Ran and they say, That one of the ways that we're posach is uh, the case where everyone would agree we're posach is if it's a neder that he took that his parents shouldn't be able to get any ana from him. So it sounds from the Shulchan Aruch that the neder would be chal and it would be usher for his parents to get Hana from him. So it's a little bit difficult. That seems to be against the maskana of the of the Yerushalmi. So what some of the Akhram suggest is that you're not allowed to take such a nadar because uh, you have you have you have an obligation, um, but it's a mitzvah lafarna, so it's not a shibud. So one is not permitted to take such a nadar, but such a nadar would actually be binding, meaning it's a mitzvah of tzedakah. It's not like a shibud where you're signed on like by your wife, where a person has an obligation that he signs a, that, that he has to support her. The, the mitzvah of support a parent is a mitzvah of tzedakah. It's just that the halacha by tzedakah is is a karav karav kodem. That whoever the closest relative is first, whoever's closest to you has priority when it comes to tzedakah. People always have to figure out. It's not just that a person has money to give for tzedakah, so it's uh, disposable income. They could do with as they please. There is there is a certain amount of leeway where a person has the right to choose uh, which tzedakah to give to, but there are some basic parameters, and the basic parameters are hakarav karav kodem that which is closer to the person has to come first. So if, uh, if a person uh, has a very close relative who's in dire need and there may be Aniyam uh, Merudim in Eretz Yisrael who are in equally dire need, he can't choose to just give it to all the Aniyam Merudim in Eretz Yisrael. HaKarav Karav Kodim, he has to take care of, uh, the, of his close relatives first and Aniyah Yerchar come before Aniyah Eretz Yisrael and Aniyah Eretz Yisrael come before other Aniyam. There's, there's a whole hierarchy of how one is supposed to give tzedakah. That's the din of giving to the parents. It's not a din of a shibud. It's a din of tzedakah in general. Okay, second part of the Mishnah. Va'odam Rabbi Eliezer, poskin binolad, v'cham moshin. Rabbi Eliezer says we could be posach binolad, that even if something hadn't yet happened at the time of the neder, we could tell the guy, had you realized that later on, after you took the neder, this would happen, would you have taken the neder? And if he says no, he wouldn't have, that's a good Pesach, according to Rabbi Eliezer. But the Chum say, no, that's not a good Pesach. Kate said, what's an example of Poskin Benolad? 
The guy says, I don't want to ever get enough from this guy. sofer, and then that guy became a Tamil Chacham. And now you want to you want to be able to benefit from him. Oshaya or or you want to give him an Oshaya Masias Bino Bikarov. Or the guy, the guy, uh, the guy ended up marrying off his child, and apparently the minag was that they would invite the entire city to enjoy the suuda. Had I known what he would have been, become, or had I known that he would become that that uh, he would marry off his child, I never would have taken such an eder. He says, I never want to enter into that house. I take another, I'm never going to enter that house. And then it turns out that the community buys it and decides to make a shul out of it. It becomes a base HaKnesses. So now that's the shul. He's not going to ever go to shul. Had I known that that would be a base HaKnesses, I never would have taken the neder. Rabbi Lezer Matir, the Chum Mosrin. Rabbi Lezer says that in such a case it's mutter, that's a valid Pesach. The Chum say it is not a valid Pesach. So First, the Gemara discusses the first part of the of the Mishnah. My ein nedarim. We said that if a person, if we were to be posech bekavod hamakom, then ein nedarim. Then there wouldn't be nedarim. So, what does that mean, ein nedarim? It means that Nidarim wouldn't have a proper Hatara, which the Ran explains that uh, that even if the reality is that he would have taken the Nedar, realizing that it's against the Kavara Makom, he wouldn't say that he would have taken the Nedar. So when we ask him, would you have taken this even? realizing that it's a bizayin to the Ribbon Shalom, he of course he's going to say he would not have taken it had he realized that, even if it's not true, even if he would have taken it. So it's going to turn out that we're going to think we were just Matir the Neder, and he's going to think we were just Matir the Neder, but the whole Hatara is invalid because it was based on a lie. And a person is, has, has a big hate to her to lie about something like that because he doesn't want to appear like a really bad guy. Varava Amarava says, no, if we were to be Posech, B'Kavad HaMakom, Ein Nedarim means, Varava Amarava people will just not bother going to a Chacham at all because why would I bother going to a Chacham if it's such a simple Pesach meaning I know what the Chacham is going to say I, every time you go to the Chacham it will be the easiest Pesach the Chacham will always say right off the bat if you had realized that this is against the Kavanah Makom, would you have done this? No, I wouldn't have. Fine, done, over, finished. It's a uh, Hatara. So why do I need to go to a Chacham for that? I could pass in that on my own. I don't need a Chacham. But the Allah is, in order to be Matir Neder, it's Xer Sakasav. Lo Yechel Dvaro. Who ain't mechal avlacher mochlin lo? He cannot. The halacha is he cannot be mechal lezon dibur. You need someone else to do it. You need a chacham. You need gimel adiotos. You need some other party to do it for you. It's not okay for a person to do it on his own. Frek the ran over here in the third line v'kashalan. If Reb Lazar is mode in the Mishnah, that Kvoda Makom is not a valid Pesach because of this reason, that a person could always just do it on his own, will, always, will end up doing it on his own, and that's obviously invalid, well then I might probably call it a Meaning, couldn't you say the same thing by Kavod Avimo? Reb Lazar says we could be Pesach by Kavod Avimo. Isn't that a pretty simple Pesach also? That once it happens once, the guy 
will say, okay, I know what they're going to ask me. They're going to ask me about covet of Vimo. Would you have done this had you known that it's a bizarre to your parents? So I could do that on my own also. I mean, that's something that applies equally. Where, where I would feel like I need a Chacham or I need a Bezdin is something that's unique to this neder. That I took a neder about something that I didn't think of a particular angle in this neder. But if you're going to say something so general about, oh, all Nedarim are an embarrassment to your parents. Okay, I can think of that on my own also. I'll be able to be Poseach on my own. So why is that concern any less when it's about Kavod Avimo than it is when it's about Kavod Makom? So says the Ran Vefshad is Shrila the Reb Lazar, Deacon Nedarim Tekili Kulehai, Shein Lavalimo Zilzal Behen. Some Nedarim are such light Nedarim that it's, it's, it's always a Zilzal Makom, but maybe it wouldn't be such a Zilzal for his parents. And that's the ones that, that we would assume that a person would still realize that he needs to go to a Chacham and that he needs to go to a Beisden. So that's where, uh, where, where, where Rabbi Lazar would hold that, by, uh, that, that you can be Poseach because of the emo because the person would not have done it on his own, but uh, you cannot be Poseach Bekavra Makom. Now, we have, so we have this Makhluk Sabai and Rava. What's the problem of being Poseach Bekavra Makom? Is it a concern that the fellow is going to lie? That's what Abaye says. Or is it just that the concern that in the future the fellow is going to try, try to be Matir his own neder? So we already pointed out before that there are potential, some Sofer points out, there are potential Allahic Nafkaminas. Bidiyevit, if we do it, right? According to Abaye, it should be invalid because we're still Choshish that the guy lied. Whereas according to Rava, it should be valid if we do it because he didn't do it on his own. He went to a Chacham, he went to Shlosh Adyoto. So yeah, there may be a concern in the future, he might not, but for this neder, that he went to a Chacham, that he went to Shlosh Adyoto, it should be fine. But now the Gemara tries to prove who's correct. Tanan, it says in our Mishnah, that the Chacham agreed to Rabbi Elazar that if it's something that relate, if the neder, the topic of the neder relates to Kavod Vimo, then we could be Poseach the covenant of Vimo. Well, Bishlam Abaye, I understand very well according to Abaye that the concern is the guy might lie about uh, disrespecting his parents. Over here, the guy's not going to lie because the guy already is so blatantly and openly disrespected his parents by taking a neder that they shouldn't get hanaf from him, at least the way the Ran understood, or that he never wants to get hanaf from them, the way the Yerushalmi understood. He's taking such an open neder that's such a clear, obvious lack of total disregard for the covenant of the emo. So when we ask him, had you realized this would be a, uh, a bizarre to your parents? He wouldn't lie if if uh, if if he if he wouldn't he, he would he, he wouldn't be pre- he wouldn't feel pressured to say that he would never disrespect his parents. What do you mean? He's, he has plenty of chutzpah, and he already demonstrated that chutzpah toward his parents. But according to Rava, that the whole concern is that in the future he's not going to go through the proper channels of going to a basin or going to a chacham. So why can we be posech because of Vimo just because it's a neder what difference does it make in the future? Shouldn't we be concerned that he's going to think of this on his own and he's not therefore not going to go through the proper channels? 
that since he's going to realize that by every other neder you need a you need a chacham, he's still going to continue to go to a chacham even by nedarim that are between him and his parents. So even though it is an obvious pesach, that's only when there's an obvious pesach that covers every neder. That's where we're going to be concerned that he's going to continue to try to be matir nedarim on his own as opposed to going through the proper channels. But if there's an obvious pesach by a very specific type of neder, but the large majority of nedarim that a person takes don't have the obvious Pesach, well then we still assume he's going to want to go through the proper channels and he's going to make sure that he takes the, uh, the, the, the neder, that, that he takes it to a Chacham, takes it to a, uh, or, or takes it to Shlosha Adiotos in the absence of a, uh, of a Chacham. Okay, now, the second Machlokas we had in the Mishnah was whether we are, uh, we're Poseach bin Nolad, meaning is it, uh, is it good enough to say, had you known that something that had not yet occurred at the time of your neder would later occur. Had you would you have still taken that neder? And if he says no, that uh, that would be a valid pesach for the neder. So Rabbi says yes, that is a valid pesach. The Chum say it's not. My time with Rabbi Lazar, Why does Rabbi Lazar think that poskin benolat is an option? That uh, Moshe Rabbeinu that he was not a neder, that he was not allowed to return to Mitzrayim, and then Hashem says to Moshe in Midian, Leich Shuv Mitzrayim, why can you return to Mitzrayim? Because some, something new happened, something changed. What changed? The people who wanted you dead are gone. So since they're, since they're dead now, now you can go. I, but they weren't dead at the time of the neder, so how can he go now? So you see, Vahamisa de Noladhu, their death was something that was Nolad, it was something that had not yet occurred, and Mikan Shaposkin de Nolad. So you see from here, says Rabblazu, you could be Posech de Nolad, that that's a valid reason for Pesach of the neder. Says Gemara, Rabbanamaytamayu, so then why did the Rabbanam think you cannot be Posech de Nolad? If it's so straight out in the Pasuk, so then we should be Posech de Nolad. So the Gemara explains, Kasavi Hanumi Maisi, the Rabbanan say, well, wait a second, you're reading the Pesukim wrong. Did, did Dasna Viram die? Did they really die, the people who wanted Moshe Rabbeinu dead? Were they, were they themselves really dead? Anytime the Torah tells us that there were people that were fighting or that were standing up to Moshe and Aaron, that they were Nitzim or Nitzavim, that's always a reference to Dasna Aviram. Where, where does it say Nitzim? That's the Shnei Anoshim Ivrim Nitzim, that Moshe Rabbeinu goes out and he sees two Jews fighting, that's Dasna Aviram. Those are the people that are Mvakshim Asnafshech. And when that's uh, and they're still around at Adas Korach. So obviously they still survive for many years later after Moshe Rabbeinu goes back to Mitzrayim. So it can't be that they actually died. When the Rebbe Hashem tells Moshe, you can go back to Mitzrayim because they didn't actually die. They, they became poor. They were And what Rosh Baruch was telling Moshe was not that don't worry about the nether anymore because they, when he was telling Moshe was don't worry, they're not going to have any koach to be medaber b'fnei paro anymore because since they're poor, then no one's going to respect them anymore and they're not going to be able to say anything to cause you any trouble because they don't, they don't have any any, uh, they don't have any clout anymore because people who aren't wealthy tend not to have much political clout. So that's why you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. They were yardumi 
And that's going to lead us into the discussion of the four people that are Chashuv and Kameis. But before we get there, the Rush and the Ran explain the Shita of the Chachamim. Why is it that ain't Poskin Benolad? What would be the problem with Poskin Benolad? I mean, the guy never would have taken the nether had he known how, the, how history would play out, how, how everything would, would work out. So the Rush and the Ran say, <laughs> that the reason in post-Kumanolad is because even if the Nodar would have thought at the time of the Nedar of this Nolad um, that uh, that it could happen, he still would have taken the Nedar because it's something that's not Shriach that would uh, that would happen. So he's going to think, yes, this could happen, but he's going to think that it never will happen. So you can't be Pesach Manolad because in reality, even had he realized the possibility of it happening, he still would have taken the Nedar because a Nolad by definition is an important definition. Nolad doesn't just mean something that hasn't happened yet. Nolad means something that's unlikely to happen at the time of the Nedar and then happens. If it's something that's very likely to happen at the time of the Nedar and then happens, that's not called Nolad. That we could for sure be Poseachid. That's, uh, that's that definitely a good Pesach. That's how Tosus and Masech Ksuvus answers the story with the Rabbi Akiva Agarita. We just, uh, the, the Gemara tells us in the Dara, but it's also Sugin Ksuvus of Samach Gimel about Rabbi Akiva. How Rabbi Akiva wanted to marry the daughter of Bas Kalba Savua and there was a Nedar, the father-in-law took a nether that he's not going to, he shouldn't get hanah from any of my nechassim because he's an amara to he shouldn't get hanah from any of my nechassim. And then he goes back and he goes to learn, he comes back 24,000 Talmidim and he's the most respected rabbi in the world and now the guy feels bad, he wants his son-in-law to be able to be nana from his nechassim. This is what the Gemara in the Dharma pointed out one of the many ways that Rabbi Kiva became rich was by, from his, uh, from being able to, to benefit from his father-in-law's nechassim. So he went and he asked had you uh, known that he would become an Adam Gadol, would you have taken, I'll die to Dodd Gadol, would you have taken the nether? He says, no, I never would have taken the nether if I would have realized, I feel a Mishnah If I would have thought the guy could learn one Mishnah, it's ironic, Rabbi Akiva, he's in like every Mishnah. If I would have thought the guy could learn one Mishnah, I never would have said that, uh, that I never would have taken such, such a, uh, such a nether. So, uh, so Tos has the kasha, but isn't that Poskan Benolot? It's uh, Rabbi Akiva was a total borva amaretz, didn't know anything. So it's poskim Minolad. Had you known that he would become an adam gadol, he hadn't become an adam gadol yet. So Tos has to say that you can't. It has to be something that's matzui in order for it not to be nolad. So we have to say that when once Rabbi Akiva had already committed to go to learn, Tos writes in Masechus it's darko bekach that someone who commits himself fully, who fully commits himself to go to learn, will become an adam gadol. It's an amazing statement of Tosos. Not Stam, we'll know how to learn a Mishnah. That's Tosos. The second answer that all he said was Mishnah Achas. Or Rabbi Kiva was, uh, he was right Lekach, he was an intelligent guy, that he'd be able to learn Mishnah Achas. That was uh, Shchiach. That that but the first answer is no. That he'd become an Adam Gadol. If someone commits himself to learning, he can, it's, it's Matsui that he would become an Adam Gadol. So that's the definition of Nolad in this context, that Nolad has to mean something that is, that is unlikely to happen at the time of the Nedah. So that's how the Rush understands over here. Ein poskan benolad is because the guy still would have taken the neder because he's, he, he never because the nolad is something that's unlikely to happen. So he never would have uh, would have thought that it would actually happen. The Rambam in the Parish of gives a different reason that we're not poskan benolad. He says because we're, when we're matrali de pesach, it has to be that the neder is mischarit on the neder. But, uh, but but any pesach that's a nolad, a person is not mischarit on the neder. It's uh, because he, he would he would just 
wish that the nola didn't happen, that the whatever happened. I mean, he took the nether seriously and he wanted the nether to be binding. He didn't want whatever happened next to happen. That was uh, because he was uh, he was committed to the to the nether. So that's why he imposed the midalad. Okay, vaytu the gemara. Amr b'shubin levi kol adam shein lo banim chashuv kames. Anyone who's ain lo banim is considered doesn't have children is considered like a dead person. Shnemar havli banim v'mayin mesa anochi. That I need children and if not, then mesa anochi. Rachel says to uh, Yaakov. Vitanya, we have a brisa. Arba'a chashuv in kames. There are four people that are considered like a mace. Ani umetzora v'suma umisha in lo banim. An ani umetzora, a blind person, a uh, and someone who doesn't have doesn't have children. There's a discussion in the sefer derech sicha. It was asked about a person who had who had um, who had money to give to a hospital, and he wanted to know which where to prioritize, which which section of the hospital to donate his money. So it's a very strange answer. He says, you know, the Mishnah says in Masechus Pesachim, the different vegetables you're allowed to use for marar. So the first one on the list is lettuce, and then it goes down the list. And the Gemara over there says that the order of the Mishnah is in order of most preferred to least preferred. So it always goes from highest intensity to lowest intensity. So it says, Arba chashuvin kameis, ani mitzora suma misha in labanim. So of the uh, the two parts of the hospital, ani and mitzora, they don't have wards for, but a suma and a misha in labanim, lo, misha they do have, you know, for the uh, the eye unit or the, uh, you know, the, the fertility unit. So suma is apparently a more intense mace than a misha in labanim, and therefore you should give it to the suma. Very strange. That's probably not the pshat over here. But uh, that's, you know, not, not a diuk uh, halacha. I don't think that you can make. But anyway, ani duksiv ki mesu kol anashim. Mestami, you should give it, I think one of the, the Rav uh, Menashe Klein writes in one of his shuvas, you should give it to where there's actual pikoch nefesh. Forget about the people who are who are kimes. How about, you know, the you know the cardio, you know, cardio unit of the cancer unit? Where people are dying. How about giving it there where it's actual pikoch nefesh? That obviously should should take precedence. But anyway, Ani duksiv ki mesu kol anashim. That's where we see ani. Mitzara duksiv al nati kimes. Mitzara says al nati kimes, and that's talking about mitzara. Suma duksiv mechshak moshivani kimes elam. That when I'm sitting in the dark, it's like a mace. Umishe lebanim duksiv havuli banim v'imayin mace anochi. So there's a source in Tanakh for each of them being considered like a mace. But Hashem will pick up with the price on the top of Samachayim and Aleph tomorrow.